So let's start by talking about Lamar Jackson. And we talked about Lamar and the Ravens situation in a previous episode, but let's quickly elaborate on that a little bit. Against the Falcons, Lamar looked good. And there were some issues and concerns as far as his deep ball accuracy a little bit. And that's an area where Joe Flacco excels. And the question is going to be what's going to happen next week. And what's going to happen eventually in the playoffs. That that's a, that's a monumental decision for the franchise. So are you going to prioritize your future and just roll with it or are you going to just trust your hot hand and roll with Lamar or are you going to be thinking about the financial situation, the cap space and everything else? And want to maximize whatever's left out of Flacco. Get as much out as possible from Flacco. And then trade Flacco at a respectable rate. Get some good draft picks in return. So those are the questions. And if you're John Harbaugh, you're probably inclined towards keeping Lamar Jackson in. Because from John Harbaugh's perspective... He's pretty much coaching for his uh, job, you know. He's on the hot seat, according to the owner, at the start of the season. So, John Harbaugh will likely be inclined toward keeping Lamar Jackson at quarterback. But the GM, the front office, may be inclined towards not diminishing Joe Flacco's value and also kind of knowing that you you have a have an experienced quarterback and you kind of know what you're getting and you can always put Lamar back in in case things go wrong that kind of thing and I think ultimately the owner will decide and uh, or at least we'll have a big say in what happens from now on so I think Whoever starts at week 14, that decision in itself, who to start, that has a huge implication down the road for the entire Ravens franchise. So, really, really intrigued by this decision and this Ravens situation. Pretty cool stuff. So, the next topic I want to cover and touch on, the Jaguars, they they beat the Colts. The Colts got shut out. So the Colts looked okay, but, you know, they actually made it all the way down to the goal line of the Jaguars, but they couldn't score. Eventually ended up losing the game. 6-0 to zero was the final score. So what happened? So Cody Kessler played a nice protective game he did not take risks and even without Leonard Fournette Carlos Hyde filled in very nicely but more importantly of course not turning the ball over that was huge by Cody Kessler and you kind of see that Kessler is not as mobile first of all and also, 
you know, just his willingness to throw the ball deep is not nearly as high as Blake Bortles. But of course, you know, what happened with Blake Bortles, he's very aware of that. And that was probably drilled in further. You know, don't turn the ball over. Whatever you do was probably the message. And the biggest story of them all as far as the Jaguars, the defense finally showed up. They played the big Q, Quentin Nelson, and the Colts offensive line extremely well. And the pass rush was there. Andrew Luck wasn't punished, but... uh you know, he definitely felt pressure and their coverage was also very, very effective. The linebackers especially played really well. The secondary, they stepped up. So what happened? So I suspect that when uh, Blake Bortles got benched, Hackett got fired, and when the team basically makes these types of big decisions of course it kind of lights fire up under people's asses and also it's one of those things you know if you're a defensive player a defensive unit you're busting your ass you feel like and you see turnovers happening or poor play from a quarterback happening lack of execution from your offense happening and you keep getting out there to play okay now defense is up we turned the ball over again we didn't execute again and those things add up frustrations boil over that affects the defensive performance and if you're a defensive oriented team and when you have to prioritize lack of turnovers over you know even a high scoring type offense and if that's your team identity and you have heavy heavy payroll on defense and then your offense is struggling that affects the entire defense's morale and now when that kind of goes away with changes then as a defense you're a little more amped up and the other factor is Matchups wise, they uh, match up fairly well against the Colts. Of course, divisional familiarity comes into play, and the defensive line, especially, you know, Campbell, Marcel Darius, those guys, and that big, strong offensive line matching up well against this young but effective offensive line of the Colts who's been phenomenal and of course you know you have to uh, fault the Colts for not executing on certain occasions and things like that but overall the Jags they did a good job man but I think the division is still kind of a lost cause for the AFC South teams because the Houston Texans are putting on a show. So I'm going to cover that in in the next one. So stay tuned, man. Stay tuned. But before you go, listen to this ad and 
that helps me out. You don't have to even listen to it. Just let it start playing it, forwarded, fast forwarded, whatever. But see you around, man. Be right back. <laughs>